So we got uh, a lot of rookies on board in both Edmonton and Calgary, a lot of turnover on City Council, and they're right already into uh, what ultimately I think is the biggest decision they have to make as councillors, right? That's what to do with the budget. Basically, that's what it comes down to. You're running a massive corporation with a multi-billion dollar budget, and how do you allocate those dollars? And do you raise taxes? Do you cut services? Do you maintain? It's it's not a simple discussion to have, and it's a really interesting time, and it's a lot of heavy lifting. So we're going to chat now with Giancarlo Cara, who is, of course, a councillor uh, in the city of Calgary. They've begun their deliberations this week. Councillor, thank you for joining us today. Appreciate your time. It's a pleasure to be here. So this budget process, I mean, there's no shortage, right? There's just group after group after group making cases to you as to why they need more money from the city. This is true. Everybody uh, wants services from government. Nobody wants to pay for services from government. And the job of city council is to uh, to parse that and to you know exercise fiscal discipline, but also take care of the project of civilization that we get to enjoy here. Um, when you take a look at what's going on, some of the discussions in Calgary I found quite interesting, especially from the Calgary Fire Department. Now, as you know, the Firefighters Association says that Calgary currently doesn't meet the National Fire Protection Agency minimum standard for staffing requirements, and they need increased money. Um, They're saying, you know, the quote was, it's safer to live in other Canadian cities than it is in Calgary right now. Um, What's your response to what the Firefighters Association had to say this week? Well, I'm very sympathetic to the case that the firefighters have made, and, uh, you know, I think you'll see that council was as well. There is a significant bump in the budget. And I also just want to note that for the last seven years, Calgary City Council has spent the downturn really sort of grinding efficiency out of the municipal bureaucracy here in town. So I think we went from being a pretty lean municipal government benchmarked against other cities of our size uh, across North America Mm -hmm. to an extremely lean. And, you know, I certainly ran on a platform saying, you know, we spent the last seven years grinding efficiencies. It's time to inflect upwards and to start thoughtfully uh, reinvesting in things because we can't cut anymore without cutting frontline services. And it's time now that we're confident that we have a very efficient uh, bureaucracy to begin to um, pay for the things that we really value and the things that we really want. And of course, public safety and the ability to have uh, our amazing fire service show up when there's an emergency and help is one of the core things that makes life in our city, uh, you know, so livable. Councilor, help me make sense of this. I hear what you're saying, and um, uh, how do you justify, or how do you make that work with the vote yesterday when it comes to the police budget? They're looking for additional $6 million. You were one of uh, only three or four councillors that voted against that. Um, Doesn't that play to the public safety in saying we can't continue to grind away at this? We have to invest in core services, especially around public safety? Well, it does. And I mean, I guess the two differences are, number one, uh, Calgary City Council does not exercise the same kind of constraint or the same kind of oversight over the police budget uh, that we do over the fire budget. And uh, for the last seven years, as Calgary's municipal bureaucracy has been, you know, facing a withering and sharp penciled uh, sort of uh, grinding down of efficiency, I would tell you that our our, uh, our our police has not been subject to that kind of uh, fiscal discipline. Uh, they are overseen by a volunteer citizen uh, 
police commission, and the only thing that uh, council gets to say with regard to their budget is thumbs up or thumbs down to the budget request. I've spent the last year on Calgary Police Commission, and I'm honestly not convinced that 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 their budget has received the same kind of zero-based review, third-party auditing. Uh, that that our municipal bureaucracy has, and and I think that that kind of fiscal discipline is a really healthy and necessary thing. Having said that, also, we are committing to a different type of approach to, to community safety. This is not just about boots on the ground. It's about feet on the ground. It's about creating safer communities. It's about if, if at three in the morning there's a mental health crisis, we don't send the police because they're the only people around. We send the appropriate uh, help to citizens who need help. Mm-hmm. And it's not fair to the police that we send them to everything that they're not you know, equipped to deal with, and it's not fair to the citizens they're trying to help. And so you know, not only do we have sort of a bureaucracy, a $400 million a year bureaucracy that needs to you know, receive significant fiscal oversight, but we also need to start talking about what an alternative service delivery model looks like. And for me, as someone who's been, you know, in it for a year working with the police, I'm not convinced we're there fiscally, and I want to see more movement on a, on, on a commitment to transforming how they deliver services and how they deliver services within a suite of other services provided, some of which exist and some of which we need to build together. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm very comfortable with the fact that, that council, you know, appreciates what's happening on the front line and, and gave the police the money that they wanted. But I'm also happy that there are some members of council who pro- provided that minority report. And, uh, you know, our job is to hold all of our public servants to account to make sure we're getting the best quality service for the valuable public dollars that we Shipping can make or break a sale. So optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. Put in. Um, when it comes to satisfaction, and uh, the, it's the Employees Association, so take it for what it is, but they have a poll out that says 68% of citizens are satisfied with the level of services being offered by Calgary. Do you agree with that? Is that what you hear from your constituents? And does that concern you? I mean, you're never going to get to 100%, I understand, but 68% does seem quite low. Yeah, well, you know, I think that uh, the police have gone from being sort of celebrated as heroes in our community to uh, being caught up in the, you know, continental and national movement, you know, international movement that that suggests that, uh, you know, uh, there are systemic racist issues that 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 police are are uh, deeply uh, implicated in. And we know that, you know, uh, if you are a white member of our society, about 60, 66% of Calgarians, you enjoy a different type of relationship with our police service than our BIPOC community does. And uh, so, I mean, if we have 66% or around 66% of citizens being happy and uh, one-third uh, not being happy, I think that sort of jibes completely uh, with the with the challenges that we've acknowledged, and the police service has acknowledged the systemic racism issue. They committed to anti racism, and we're here to build a better police service and a better emergency response service that better serves everybody in our community. 
and you know this this stuff takes work and uh it's it's going to take time to uh to 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 turn the boat and to head in that direction what does that look like now i mean like you say it does take time to sort of reshape this but you know police is also an immediate uh situation always it never goes away as somebody who's on the police commission and on city council you have a unique um, position to be involved in shaping that so when you you call on the police service to show more concrete evidence of a change what does that look like and how do you guide that well, we've established something called the Community Safety Investment Framework, and this is the sort of the pot of money and the table at which m- many different agencies uh, are sitting and uh, rolling up our sleeves and talking about, you know, who's responsible for what, how many resources do we have in play in the field, how do we coordinate them better, and how do we reallocate responsibilities and reallocate funding so that, uh, you know, if it's a three-in-the-morning mental health crisis, we send an actual expert in mental health and the police back up only as required rather than sending the police in uh, because they're the only people who are available at mm-hmm. three in the morning. Uh, you know, it's about, uh, it's about working with our BIPOC community. It's about harm reduction. It, it, it's about decriminalizing a lot of things uh, that, that unfortunately, you know, addiction issues get criminalized and, and the police try not to do that. But, you know, when you have someone who's there to be the heavy, uh, they can't also be the softy, right? And and if we only send the heavies, you're not going to get the soft treatment that that the people who are hurting need. And so it, it's really about over the next couple of years establishing that process and, and just making sure at the same time that our police service is on board and understands the shift that we're undertaking and understands the role that they play and and the role that they played and the role that they need to play changing into the future. Uh, Councillor, unfortunately, we're out of time. I do appreciate you joining us. We'll do this again as the process goes along. Well, thanks for all the questions. I think they were really quality, and I'm, I hope that highlights the sort of the challenge that we're facing uh, for for the public. Yeah, no doubt. It's it's a, it's an interesting time. No doubt about it. Uh, Councillor Carr, thank you so much for your time today. Appreciate it. Thank you. Bye. Councillor Giancarlo Cara of uh, Calgary, and uh, that's some of the issues they're facing. And, and we should point out, he was one of the votes against uh, an increase to the Calgary Police budget, which did pass, I think it was 11 to 4, uh, was the final vote count. Um, and I think, you know, he, he's talking about that situation where people are calling for a change in the way that police do their job, including police officers. They do a lot of stuff that isn't policing, and they don't want to do it. Um I think there's a disconnect between the budget today, okay, how do we handle policing starting January 1st, versus how do things look in 2025? There's, that's part of the push-pull and back and forth.